Welcome back to the Geeks in a Garafis podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and with me is perhaps my favorite person to debate about movies with, Carter. As we always do on the Geeks in a Garafis podcast, I'm going to just spend a brief minute to talk about the state of the Garafis. It has actually been wonderful weather-wise in the Garafis. It's actually been a little warm, so sometimes I will open both doors and get a nice breeze. I feel rather settled. I haven't changed anything around in the Garafis for some time. I have a charging station so that after every time I record something with my camera, I just plug in my batteries and it gets handled that way. I have my podcast setup that sort of lives here semi-permanently and I feel very blessed to have this space. So today we're going to talk about the Zack Snyder's Justice League movie recently released on HBO Max. If you are not familiar, it is the four hour long cut of what originally was a two hour movie released by Warner Brothers in theaters in 2017. Uh, We won't go too deep into the um, circumstances around why it exists. We can essentially consider it the four hour director's cut. Um, But what happened is... Uh, Warner Brothers brought in director Joss Whedon to finish the film in 2017. He uh, followed the studio's mandate to release it at at about two hours long. And it turned out okay, but it was really just okay. So the fans demanded seeing the longer version, and it has since happened. So me and Carter um, have some differing opinions about, um, about which movie they would have liked to have seen more of. So I figure we um, should hash it out man-to-man in the uh, best possible format on a podcast. So are you ready for this, Carter? I am. Let's do it. All right, awesome. So I figure I'll let you tackle this this um, first question, which is essentially what are some of the main differences between Joss Whedon's version and Zack Snyder's version? Um. Well, not even just talking visually because it's just obvious. You just look at Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon's their work history and visually it's obvious what their differences are. But um, even in just terms of writing and character setup, you know, Steppenwolf, for example, is portrayed completely differently in both cuts. In Joss Whedon's version, he's just some generic CGI baddie that just wants to destroy everything because, you know, that's what he's written to do. Where Zack Snyder's true version of Steppenwolf actually has more of a still in line as far as destroying stuff, but it's, he has more of a personal stake in the, in the movie than he did in Joss Whedon's in this one. He wants to go home. He, he's clearly failed dark side in the past and it's more of a redemption arc. And that's just, that's just the villain. That doesn't even include the entire justice league as a whole. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The villain was, uh, grossly underwritten in the Joss Whedon version, which makes sense because he also had to establish multiple superheroes. Um, DC essentially trying to rush their timeline and fit all their favorite characters into one movie. Um, It sort of caused a problem where there was a lot of underdeveloped characters because of the lack of screen time. Um, What were a couple of the other uh, differences other than screen time? Uh, I know there were some differences in tone. Um... Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Justice League, it wasn't I feel like the tone of Justice League, well, the Snyder cut was um, was more in line with the tone of Man of Steel rather than Batman versus Superman. 
but it was still darker than Joss Whedon's version. So it kind of hit a middle ground that I think a lot of people were looking for. Because I know a lot of people didn't want it to be too lighthearted, like, you know, they compared it to the MCU. But they also didn't want it to be dark like Batman v Superman. But um, but even aside from like tone, even just the story structure, look at um, when Aquaman's first introduced in Whedon's version, about, I think, if I remember correctly, like 30 minutes into the film, where in the Snyder Cut, you take away the whole glimpse of like, they got the, the opening scene, which is essentially just the end of Batman versus Superman. The first scene in the Snyder Cut is Aquaman's introduction. So there's just, just story structure and the way characters are introduced is just completely different. It, it felt like a completely different movie. You are absolutely right. And I, I can completely understand why the Snyder Cut handled it that way because he had to introduce those new characters. I think it did cause for a lot of pacing issues. Uh, both movies had some pretty bad pacing issues, but Joss Whedon's at least, you know, it fit within that two-hour window, which I think is ridiculous because if Warner Brothers wanted a two-hour movie, they should have commissioned a two-hour movie. They shouldn't have let Zack Snyder shoot a four-hour movie or change their mind and say, hey, can you fix this? Because obviously there's going to be some major story structure issues. Uh, but I did appreciate that the tone was a little more lighthearted in the 2017 version because I um, essentially grew up watching some of the Justice League cartoons. And to me, that along with some of the some of the comics, you know, unless you're reading specifically Batman stories, I did appreciate some of the lighter hearted tone of the DC characters. And that was something that I enjoyed about the Joss Whedon version is some of kind of the lighthearted um, banter that the superheroes all had with each other. There were some moments certainly where it went too far, but I did appreciate that. But certainly with the Snyder Cut, the pacing was a little difficult because the first two hours of the movie was essentially all set up. Um, which again is understandable, but when you're thinking about a narrative structure, right, you want your setup to happen within maybe the first uh, fifth or so of the movie so that the plot can kind of unfold. And that was something that um, Snyder didn't have the luxury of, of doing because of the character constraints that he had, but it did lead to um, a, a, a pretty slow pace in his version of the movie. What do you think about the differences between pace um, that is something I did notice. And while I do love the Snyder Cut, there were some times where I definitely started to get bored and I realized certain segments had just been going on way too long. Um, as far as how do I there you go. I guess pretty much when there should have been more emphasis on certain things, it just kind of was just kind of droning through. It was like it was going through the motions instead of, you know, like um, going, diving headfirst into what they were trying to accomplish. They just kind of did stuff and did stuff. It took, a, took longer to get where they were going than they should have. Could have been write, written a bit more smoothly. Um, instead of, like you said, the first two hours or so were more character setup. I feel like he could have woven that throughout the whole four hours a little bit better instead of just every ball, oh, just character establishment set up in the first two hours and then like a whole different movie. Because the second half feels like a completely different movie than the first half. Feel of cyborg's arc and um yeah really just cyborg's arc i feel could have been stretched out helped with pacing a little bit instead of dedicating good 20 to 30 minutes straight of just him and his dad so i, I feel like <laughs> i feel like cyborg's arc is probably the main um problem in terms of pacing for this movie i feel like if his arc was fixed the pacing in the movie itself would be a lot better than what we got 
Absolutely. And it's, I understand what I've read in some of the interviews, which is that Cyborg's arc can be kind of considered the heart and soul of the Snyder Cut. Um, and a lot of that was cut down in Joss Whedon's version. But again, for the sake of the time constraints, it's hard to build a team movie around a character you've never, um, that you never met before. It's almost worth noting that it, it would have been worth considering splitting the Snyder Cut into two two-hour movies. But then the first two-hour movie, there's not really a climax. There's not really um, uh, a satisfying resolution. Um, but there was a lot to say about, um, I feel like some of the characters turn on a dime from Batman versus Superman. There's not a lot of continuity from the previous movie. Uh, but I think we can get into that. I think this is going to be a, a two-part episode. The second episode, we'll talk more about Snyder's vision as a whole for the DC universe and some of the character problems, but some of the uh, beautiful visuals and whether or not um, those counteract each other well. Uh, the last question I think I want to ask is, I know you very strongly believe that the Snyder Cut is the... Uh, top-notch version of Justice League, and I can certainly understand where you're coming from in that, and honestly, I think I prefer that version to Joss Whedon's myself. I've only watched um, both of them once. The problem I had was that I came out of Joss Whedon's version thinking, oh, I want to see more of this. These are finally similar to the characters I grew up on, whereas Zack Snyder's version, I remember watching the nightmare scene and thinking to myself, I don't really want to see all that much more of that. I'd rather go read the Injustice comics. Um... But again, we'll talk about that more next episode. The question I want to ask you is, do you feel like there is anything about Joss Whedon's version that you liked or any merit there that has any merit to it that you either wish you had seen in Snyder's version would like to see in future DC movies or just in general that you, you liked? Um, while I consider, I don't consider this as, an, um, as a negative for the Snyder Cut, I do think, it, um, think of it as a positive for Whedon's Cut. The, um, the, the, like the opening Batman segment in the 2017 version, I actually, I know a lot of people said, oh, you know, it's cheesy, it's this, it's that. I actually enjoyed it for what it was. Maybe that's just because I'm a diehard Batman fan. So I enjoyed him, you know, in Gotham, um, dealing with the, the criminal who, you know, you know, as soon as he gets out of the window, he sees Batman and freaked out. I liked that. I liked the little theme that they had going, very nostalgic. Um, aside from that, though, I really can't think of anything because most of the reshoots that he did were, I just, weren't done well. <laughs> I mean, just mm -hmm. even just when you come down to editing, I mean, um, I saw a video a couple years ago. It was like a slow-mo shot of Wonder Woman fighting um, Steppenwolf at the Gotham Harbor. And it shows like, you know, she goes in um, like in for a punch or whatever, but she's holding her sword. And then like it changes angles and suddenly the sword's not in her hand anymore. And then it changes angles back. Because most of these reshoots were either for forced humor, such as Flash falling on top of her, or bad editing, like what um, I, know, I just explained it. So it's, I, honestly, I don't really think of any positives in that movie other than, um, other than the Batman segment. Everything else just felt like a watered down version of the Snyder Cut. The whole movie itself, in opinion, feels just like a very, like an overly long trailer, teaser trailer for <laughs> the Snyder Cut. Like something you would have seen at Comic-Con, right? You know, this comes out in two years. You know, just be patient. That's but, funny. No, I, I like that way of thinking about it. I, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. No, there are, 
that to me, there are just a few scenes that stand out from Snyder's version uh, or from Joss Whedon's version that I really liked with the moment where Batman tells Flash to just save one, I think was really neat. I liked starting with Superman as an image of hope. You know, in spite of the mustache issues, I thought that cell phone video of the kid uh, sets up something that the Snyder Cut doesn't do, which is that in the in Snyder's version, in Batman versus Superman, the whole world seemed to hate Superman, and then all of a sudden they're mourning him and they love him, whereas Whedon at least sets that up. And I also liked ending with him racing the Flash. I know that's a classic scene from the comics, and I, I it was heartwarming for me to see that on screen. Um, but I agree, there is a lot, um, a lot lost there in Joss Whedon's version. And I'm excited to go in more detail with you about um, Snyder's version of DC, some of the pros and cons, and we will talk about that next time. But until then, Carter, how can our listeners get connected with you on social media? What are you doing these days? You know what? I actually have this um, this movie review page on Instagram. It's the Screen Scholar. I don't have my name. Um, there I, I review movies, put out you know any news that I think is worth putting out. Um, yeah, check it out. You know, that's the best way to connect with me. Um, I'm on there every day. So as, as frequently as I can get to it. So, yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Carter. Uh, I highly recommend the page. I have a lot of fun reading Carter's movie reviews. And uh, it's a whole lot of fun talking to Carter about movies. So highly recommend it. Until next time, this has been the Geeks in a Garofis podcast. Thank you for listening. And I wish you the best. Bye.